Hey there! Welcome to episode 64 of the Authors Read Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Ryan. Today's guest is Jim Roddy, and he'll read from his book, The Walk-On Method to Career and Business Success, 31 Underdogs Who Became Extraordinary, and So Can You. The Walk-On Method features 31 underdog athletes who parlay their college experience into habits that led to career and business success. While each walk-on's individual path is unique, the mindset, skills, and behaviors they developed and the post-college outcomes they achieved are similarly remarkable. These former walk-ons behave subconsciously, unaware that scrambling to make a college sports team and fighting to keep their roster spot was foundational to their life's work. Going the extra mile in their profession is second nature, and they wonder why others don't take that same and seemingly obvious path. Most people don't realize they're in control of their career trajectory. When we read about a successful person, their accomplishments are often painted as a one in a billion anomaly, a lightning strike of genius or opportunity. This book destroys those myths one walk on success story at a time and reveals this important reality. Your professional success is within your control. Ordinary people will accomplish extraordinary feats when their energy is properly channeled. Here's an excerpt from chapter 10 of the walk-on method to career and business success. We have to create an uncharted path. The University of Connecticut has served as a gold standard of women's college basketball since its first of 20 Final Four appearances in 1991, winning 11 NCAA national championships. When recalling the greatest players who suited up for Basketball Hall of Fame coach Gina Ariema, fans will mention Diana Taurasi, Rebecca Lobo, Sue Bird, Maya Moore, Brianna Stewart, and Jennifer Rosati, among others. Nobody will mention Colleen Healy. Why should they, said Healy, the first walk-on to earn a scholarship under Ariema? The impact I had on UConn women's basketball program is small, but the impact wearing a UConn basketball women's jersey had on my life is immeasurable. Healy's walk-on story transcends accolades, trophies, statistics, and the game of basketball itself. It's about grit, authenticity, and never letting others define your potential. An all-state athlete in softball and basketball scoring over 1,000 career points at Wyndham High School in Willimantic, Connecticut, Healy became the first in her family to attend college when she accepted a scholarship to play both sports at the University of New Haven, a Division II school about 90 minutes from her home. Her choice to attend New Haven was more of a default versus a decision. We never discussed college as an option for me. That's not the fault of my parents. Neither of them went to college. They haven't traveled down that. They hadn't traveled down that path. As a result, there was no map for me. New Haven gave me a shot at an education and to play softball and basketball at the collegiate level. I thought I had made it with that offer, and I took it. At New Haven, Healy started her freshman year strong, leading the team in minutes and ranking second in scoring for games played during the winter semester of 1989. But her life would change in November. I received a phone call from my dad to come home for a funeral because my half-brother Keith had passed away. His body was discovered floating in the Connecticut River. We didn't know the circumstances behind his death, but it was assumed to be drug-related. He was just 27 years old. His death woke me up. I decided it was time to write my own story. I would learn from his mistakes and live a storied life in his honor. Several weeks later, after we lost to the University of New Hampshire, I decided it was time to find my new path. When we got back to campus, I packed my car with as many of my belongings as I, as I could, and I started the long drive home. My car died on the highway. There was actually a small engine fire. It was a blizzard. The roads were sleet and slush. I was still in my travel dress outfit from the game. I got picked up by a couple who was driving to Yukon, which was fine because I had friends who played for Yukon, and I could stay with them for the night. 
Eventually, I got to the Yukon dorm and called my parents. I had to tell them that not only did I quit school, but my car was also dead and on fire. You can imagine they didn't take that very well. The next day, a friend drove me home, and I'll never forget the conversation in our kitchen. I had a scholarship. I had an opportunity that nobody in my family ever had. I had a free college education, and yet as an 18-year-old, I took it upon myself without any guidance to leave school with no plans. I just knew I had to take a different path. I just knew I had more in me. I walked to my room crying, and I'll never forget my father coming in and saying, babe, why are you doing this? I said, dad, I don't want to be 30 years old and wonder if I was good enough. I don't want to watch the final four and wonder if I could have played with them. I have to know. That was enough for him. When he said, you have to do what you have to do, I knew that as long as I had him, I would be okay. Within 48 hours of arriving home, Healy enrolled at Eastern Connecticut State University, whose campus entrance was across the street from her living room window. She played softball that spring, helping the Warriors win the Division III National Championship as their starting left fielder. But her ultimate plan was to go north seven miles and play basketball at UConn. That summer, I called Coach R.E.M. on my parents' rotary phone to ask him if I could transfer to UConn and try out for the team. He said, well, you know you have to sit out a year for transferring, and after that, you can try out, but there's no guarantee to it. You want to be the manager? Three months before Coach A's offer to be manager, I earned the title of national champion. And before that, I was a scholarship athlete and starting point guard at the University of New Haven. Coach is offering me a manager job with no guarantee I would ever participate in collegiate sports again. My answer was yes. Sometimes you have to be willing to risk it all to make a dream come true. Next semester, I was a manager filling water bottles, sweeping the floors, turning the lights on. Healy was the manager for the 1990-91 club, the first women's basketball team in UConn history to advance to a Final Four. Healy officially walked on for the 1991-1992 season as a sophomore, recording seven points, three steals, and two assists in 39 minutes of action across 15 games. Healy played in 28 of UConn's 29 games her junior year, scoring 39 points, the most important of them at Georgetown on January 30, 1993. In that game against the Big East Conference leader, the Huskies lost multiple players to foul trouble, including freshman point guard Jen Rosati, who two years later would be named Associated Press Player of the Year. Healy said, we ran out of players. Coach had no choice but to put me in the game. Healy checked in with 38 seconds to play and the Huskies trailing 78-77. to Jen grabbed my arms and looked me in the eyes and said, you win this for me. So I go in the game with no timeouts left and it's our ball on the sideline. I fake right and run left towards our basket, catch the pass, make my layup and get fouled. The team goes crazy because we got the lead and Georgetown's best player fouled out with that play. I go to the line with us up by one. I miss the foul shot. They take a timeout and get the ball out at half court. I hang back at the three point line. They toss the ball at their point guard close to the half court line. While the ball was in the air, I rushed at her. Trying to protect the ball, she steps into the backcourt and it's a turnover. We pass it in, they foul me, I hit the next two foul shots and we win by three. The newspaper headline the next day read, Walk on Rescues Huskies. Healy responds with 38 seconds to play. It was a pretty amazing moment. I recalled all those dark days looking down at the court when I was a manager, wondering if I would ever play again. It all paid off in that moment. Georgetown is one of my proudest moments on the court, but Coach Ariema put me in my place right away. After the game, he said, you're not going to be an offensive target, just so you know, kid. I knew that. I just continued to work hard. But that was the moment where it was all worth it because now I'm part of that UConn record book. As we mentioned at the outset, Healy's walk-on story goes deeper than numbers and NCAA tournaments. There was a fire inside of me after the loss of my half-brother, she said. 
I guess the fire was always there, but without the direction. I didn't have a map, but I knew I had to change paths. At New Haven, I just said, wait a minute, this is my life. If people will take chances with me, they will not be wrong. I had to take the risk first. So that decision changed the trajectory for me. That approach has never changed for Healy. After graduation, she continued her athletic aspirations, qualifying for and running in the Boston Marathon and complete, competing and finishing the Lake Placid Ironman three times. Professionally, Healy worked the next 22 plus years in the digital health information, education and consulting sectors, ascending to senior medical science liaison in her 13 years at Merck, and then a senior director of medical education during a decade plus run at WebMD Medscape. In 2019, Healy and wife Missy West, a basketball player at Duke and National High School Athletic Hall of Fame inductee, co-founded Orca Leadership. Healy and West speak to student athletes across the country through their Beyond the Game Academy. Healy said an important career-related lesson she learned from her playing days was to constantly test yourself against and learn from those who possess stronger skills. She said, surround yourself with people who are more talented than you, people you can learn from, and hopefully you can contribute to their growth with, with your unique skills as well. At UConn, I was playing against all Americans every day. I was always trying to compete with, mingle with, associate with the best. I didn't do this for status purposes. I did it to learn and build confidence. I figured if I can hold my own with this group, I can hold my own anywhere. If I can finish an Ironman, I can handle this next presentation on very little sleep in an unfriendly audience. I had been filling a reservoir of resilience that I could dig into anytime things became difficult. Those who were faster and stronger raised the bar for me and made me work harder. I was okay treading water among the best. Growing up, I thought I would be the big fish in the small pond, but I'm so grateful I took the risk to be the small fish in the big pond. We're all little fish in the big pond of life, and sometimes you have to swim with the sharks. I was willing to swim toward the sharks at a young age. I took a risk to be part of something special, and it has paid dividends. In her speeches at schools, NCAA events, and corporate gatherings, Healy regularly delivers that message. She said, I grew up seven miles down the road from the Yukon campus. Sometimes to get to where we need to go, we have to create an uncharted path. When that path is uniquely yours, there is no map. I wouldn't suggest my path to others. I do suggest the tools I leverage can serve as a compass for others to create their own path, their own journey, their own story. Straight lines don't make for good storytelling anyway. I'd like to thank Jim for sharing his book with us today. And thank you for listening to the Authors Read Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Authors Read Podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time.